Welcome everybody to another session of the Our New Normal series where I talk with uh, friends from around the world about their experience during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, hopefully people watching can get some sort of connection maybe through similarities that they learn about and also learn a few things about the different experiences that people are going through during these strange, strange times. Um, on that note, I'm incredibly thankful for everybody that's been able to join me. I have uh, a lovely friend from back home who is willing to take my call today. And on that note, could you introduce yourself for everybody? Sure. Um, I'm LP Penner. I use they, them pronouns. I've started getting used to that being my introduction. I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I, I work at a crisis line. Um, my like public aspect of that is running the human trafficking hotline. So that's most of my face with that. I'm also in school for marriage and family therapy, the master's program. And I, I read a blog called Because It Scares Me about my feelings for the most part. <laughs> and random. <laughs> Which I, by the way, recommend that everybody checks out because I think it's pretty cool. Um, when the algorithms allow me see it when they tell me that you know something's new on there um so okay so you said winnipeg manitoba um did we i'm forgetting did we i mean i know i feel like we've crossed paths a few times but did we hang out in winnipeg at all i don't think i've ever seen you in winnipeg no <laughs> i was gonna say i think we crossed paths in other parts of canada and yeah but man i can't remember i think it's been like I feel like it's been at least six to eight years since I was there. So I think yeah. I remember like someone going to an event you did, but I was working. So I got your merch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I did like a few tofu things there over the years. Um, mm -hmm. But like the magazine launch, I don't think we knew each other. That was like 2007 or something. Yeah. I don't that think was I a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. We were, you know, we were we were way younger back then. Yeah. I mean, well, it was it was at Mondragon for one thing, so mm. that's a whole other thing. Um. Oh, actually, already detours. Somebody told me that Boonberger shut down in Winnipeg. Yeah. Why did none of my friends tell me this? I think it was kind of a slow fade. Oh. Like, it's partially because a bunch of other vegan places opened up. And that offered more than just burgers. So I think it was like there's a roughage eatery, which is pretty rad across okay. the street. So I think that just kind of took over. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I was on the vegan travel Facebook group and someone was asking the question of like, oh, if I was going to move to Canada, where should I go? Which, of course, led to like a million opinions. Um, and I was just scrolling to see if anyone mentioned like something other than Vancouver or Toronto or Halifax. And someone was like, oh, I'm from Winnipeg. And I was like, oh, like, I love Winnipeg. Can't wait to go back there. Like, Boone Burger for life. And they were like, yeah, dude. They like, oh. they opened a bunch in Ontario and then shut them down in Winnipeg. And I was like, oh, what? Um, they, do, so I, they did a pop-up like a few weeks after they did it, like closed. So who knows? There might be hope still. But. Maybe. Did, like, did the people, like, did the owners move to Ontario or something, or? I don't know. There wasn't, okay. I don't have an inside scoop anymore. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I was shocked. Damn it. I was surprised that no one mentioned it to me because it's like my my go-to. I mean, with Mondragon closing, it was like that was the next one kind of in my list. But I also haven't been there for like almost a decade, so. Yeah, like I think of like this one place Circle Kitchen opened up. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I called to do takeaway while COVID's happening and their number was out of service. So I'm scared Uh-oh. now. Good yeah. I'm I'm definitely I'm concerned overall like because there's obviously a lot of vegan businesses that aren't exactly like making you know piles and piles of money like they're not big franchise restaurants to like sort of deal with this kind of thing but on the other end I'm like well I don't have that much money to spend and I I don't like doing delivery because I mean, I'm sure at home, maybe it's a little different. There's like better packaging, but here it's like everything's just going to show up in plastic and styrofoam. And so my partner and I are like, not such a great thing. So we just end up eating at home. But I'm like, man, I hope like the little noodle shop down the street stays open. Like, Uh. we're doing okay. Um, So I guess on that note, we'll get into, I mean, I think the biggest change obviously is Boone Burger closing, but I'm sure you have other answers more related to this <laughs> conversation. Um, Cause you, I mean, you've been in Winnipeg like most of your life or whatever. So you like, yeah. you totally are aware of some of the changes that have happened in the last while. Like what's, what's been happening there? When did it kind of seem to like start? I think like, or no, I'm, time's a weird thing now too, but oh yeah. <laughs> Probably like mid March, things started to like even people be more cautious. And even going to the grocery store, there wasn't like signage up or anything, but there was no toilet paper and some panic buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then they did like they called an emergency, state of emergency, I think in early April, maybe late March. And so then most things shut down. Yeah, so it's just like kind of the basics now, like grocery stores and. Yeah, and like a lot of places you can pick up food or like skip the dishes is doing really well now. But yeah, like delivering for like small restaurants at least. But yeah. Okay. Um. So, but it's still like a state of emergency there now. Yeah, they just extended it for thirty days. Oh, but okay. then, oh, wow. so they're talking about like. Saskatchewan starting to open up like dentist offices and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so just kind of see how Saskatchewan goes and copy that <laughs> this is a weird them. yeah so I didn't realize that the dental office I mean I don't know what the rule was here I kind of assumed that they were like open in some way like because I mean mm-hmm. people could have like well I think emergency only okay but otherwise, yeah, like all cleanings and everything were canceled. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a lot of breathing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that was part of it because I was like, I mean, I'm due for a cleaning or whatever. But then I was like, I don't really, that's not an environment I want to go to. Like someone right here. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's usually awkward to begin with. But now I'm like, uh, it's even more of a thing. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, how... In terms of these changes and everything, how has this, like, changed your life? Like, what's your daily routine like now? 
it's weird like it's like i live downtown so it's almost louder now because i think they're just trying to disperse people without homes and so uh-huh. they're just wandering more or like and there's less room in the shelters and yep. stuff like that so i'm actually like i usually like to run outside but everyone's outside now it's spring and it's exciting but also oh yeah winnipeg's <laughs> warming up yeah and so it's a weird mix of no one being far enough apart but also everyone being very vigilant it feels like so yeah. like i'm going to work most days still okay. and I'll try to sit very far apart and, and all that and i'm involved in many phone meetings which is the worst <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah yeah so I mean, I'm I'm taking turn- by zoom and i don't like that but yeah, I still haven't still haven't used Zoom. I've been trying to like avoid it. I mean, obviously I've been doing a lot of this, but I just I'm okay with like the relative security features of Skype versus yeah. what I've been hearing about Zoom and I'm like, mm, I'm not going to get into it. No. I'm leave it alone. Yeah. Although I did like um a friend of mine sent me a link about how like you could kind of like schedule a llama or like a goat or a sheep to show up for your zoom meeting it's like a fundraiser for a sanctuary and it's oh, such a great cool. idea yeah i yeah, love that it's, it's like i think maybe it's a bit of a sliding scale like depending on the company and stuff but i think they're charging about like 100 us um and it's mainly aiming for like corporate stuff and everything to kind of just mm-hmm. break up the large meeting and so i guess they just like go around the farm sanctuary or whatever with like a webcam and follow oh, the llama. Awesome. Yeah. So you can just be like, oh, hey, Dave, could you uh, bring up those slides for whatever, the weekly reports or something? And the llama will just be like, <laughs> it's like doing llama things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I guess they've ma- they've managed to raise like thousands of dollars, which I think is cool. And I, I, po- I shared it to a, a friend of mine who knows like some people with elephant sanctuaries in Thailand. Like she lives mm-hmm. in Thailand. Because they've been just like hit really hard because tourism in Thailand is just like bottomed out completely. And a lot of those places, that's what they depend on. So I was just like, hey, you know, like maybe these places could do that. Because if you could have an elephant like hanging out in your Zoom meeting, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has adopted it, but I was pretty excited when I saw the llama thing. I was like, yes, way to think about, you know, interesting twists yeah Um, so i mean in terms of work like are there any requirements about like masks or anything or like just wash your hands a lot or like wash your hands a lot we have to be screened when we get there like it's healthcare protocols even though i work over the phone so it's all like i work for the winnipeg regional health authority or that's one of our big funders so um (laughs) hello Uh, that's edward scissorpaws (laughs) um and so we have to do washing and answering screening questions so i know the symptoms of covid very well now Um, and then get your temperature checked if you have any symptoms you stay home so i I think i mentioned to you that like i had a sore throat and it was so mild but it was like i can't go into work and so um i got i qualified for testing because Mm -hmm. i'm 
directly a healthcare provider and got the results in three days. So I'm feeling very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Those three days of not leaving the house was very restless feeling and helpless and gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But you, I mean, I forget in Winnipeg, like, are they allowing, I mean, is it just like a suggestion that you stay home or like, I, like, I think it might be the occupational safety of my job that was required. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. They are, they are, it's scary a bit, like, police state style of if you're seeing too close together with people you don't live with, you might get ticketed. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's been any tickets yet, except for a party in La Paz in northern Manitoba. But, yeah, yeah it's a bit like people are trying to. Yeah. We've, um, there have definitely been tickets here. Uh, I mean, I was going to say in Saigon, but I'm not even in Saigon. I'm in Dalat, um, in Hanoi, like the capital, which is in the north. I've read a few stories about tickets, uh, and some drunken people getting in fights with police being told they need to wear a mask and, um, just, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I think a few like foreigners have been kind of tracked down because they were seen like on a scooter without a mask and um mm. but they also at least the video i saw was like i think an italian guy and uh somebody recorded it and then reported them to the police like knew where they went to like the hotel or but the guy was like flipping them off and everything like while he was on the bike and he was just like yeah like fuck you i'm not wearing a mask i'm like dude like you know yeah. it's it's pretty much the rule here it's also pretty standard anyway like especially mm. on a bike um okay. and it's like i mean you know you're you're visiting the country it's like it's not just the law it's also like kind of a cultural thing in general mm-hmm. and to go to like that extreme to be like flipping off people and everything it's like you know what's going to come back on you man like yeah oh, if they know awful. where you're living you're yeah. gonna get a knock on the door <laughs> <laughs> wow when yeah, it's weird because I mean, like yeah masks aren't required here yeah. and like so i'm and like they're sold out everywhere. So even like I don't think they could require them because they can't supply them. Yeah. Um, and I made a fabric mask, but I feel like half the time out with it, I'm like, is this just stupid? Am I being dramatic? Or and then the other half is like, no, I'm working still. I'm a risk for others and I want to protect others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's at least for me, that's like the angle I come at it with because I know I think the general idea is that for you, it's not necessarily going to like totally protect you. Um, But my understanding was that for other people, like if you are sick and you might not know, um, or, you know, you could just have mild symptoms. um, If you are sick, then at least like limits a bit of the spread. Like for me, it hasn't been, it wasn't a big change because the air pollution here was relatively bad. So like Mm. whenever I went out to go to the market or whatever, because I got end up, like you'd be walking on the street and there's just like scooters everywhere and you know their exhaust is just kind of angled perfectly to be like around your face yeah Um, so if i didn't wear one like in the before times i'd still end up like if i was out either bit i'd end up with like sort of a sore throat and a stuffy nose and Mm -hmm. so i just got tired of that stuff and i mean so i've been wearing them i'm realizing too like a lot of guys are shaving their beards so that they can wear the mask better. And so yeah. I was like, oh, you can wear it with a beard? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to that length. 
I haven't I haven't shaved the beard yet. But yeah, I mean, well, my dad, like he used to work, um, like he worked in the oil industry and like he worked at, um, I can never remember if it was Suncor or Syncrude, one of them in the tar sands in Alberta. Um, and then like back in Newfoundland, he worked in like an oil refinery and then on the Hibernia platform. And like they, maybe not in Hibernia, but in other points, depending on like, what job he was doing like he would have to shave because they would be wearing like the full gear right like dealing with like noxious gases or maybe things that you couldn't smell and everything so like you had to have that proper seal mm-hmm. because yeah i mean like in theory me going out with my mask like and wearing this is not like if it was a deadly airborne thing i would be risking stuff but with yeah, the air that's... pollution and everything i was like mm, mm-hmm. my mind thinks that i'm doing better so it's okay yeah Um, but i mean yeah in general i've just been kind of like limited going outside but now they lifted the restrictions sort of in vietnam because um like ho chi minh city hasn't had a case since early april uh vietnam i think we've had like two in the last like week and a half or so um Mm -hmm. and if i'm not mistaken those were two people that like recently flew in uh from somewhere like they were returning home like uh, Vietnamese so they started lifting restrictions and like here in Dalat like yesterday I was at a restaurant and it was just I feel like I'm in a different world because it's been a while I mean you you know there was hand sanitizer at the entrance and like we had to do that and but the minute yeah. I took my mask off in public and like sat down with people around I was like oh that feels so weird yeah I was like this is what so strange um and even now like because uh, my partner left for here like at the end of march so i hadn't seen her until what it was like two days ago um and it was just me in the apartment in ho chi minh city so now i'm here with like eight or nine other people in this house what a transition yeah yeah and so i'm just kind of like oh my god like we're huh. sitting and like eating meals at the table and everything and i'm like ah, people people everywhere yeah um, so it's interesting but um so i mean you've at least you've kind of been having that like you've been going outside which yeah like i miss friends and touching people and all that like i I still choose to see my partner even though we don't live together and like there's a lot of guilt around that but Uh i guess like no one person's all right and Mm -hmm. um but like and i i think of even like i do my laundry at my parents place because i live in an apartment building and I don't trust the laundry here. Yep. And like, I can't go there. I haven't seen my folks in like two or three months now. So it's like all the just normal habits are out the window. Yeah. And Manitoba's isolated. Like, we're very lucky. Like, we have low caseload and all that and like had time to plan and everything. But, mm-hmm. but it does do feel you, safer. But do you, um, do you know anything in regards to, like, what the state is now in, like, the northern communities and everything? Like, I haven't heard a lot. And I just... Um, I think, like... Try, I don't think there's, like, any cases. Okay. They've been really parting. Like, and, like, that could be different by the time that, that I'm recording this, right? Yeah, yeah. But, as like, they've been not letting anyone come in. Yeah. Just, and I then think, it feels like you get shipped to Winnipeg kind of thing. So Yeah, because I know, like, I think uh, the Yukon and 
Northwest Territories had like a case or two at least like mm -hmm. in the last while, but I don't think um, I'm blanking on it. None of it? Not none of it. Is it, is, is it? is that the other territory? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it was the, Nat the Nazi of it government. I, the last agency I worked with, we did a website mm -hmm. and they're like a self-governed body in Labrador. So oh. I was like, no, that was none of it that we dealt with. But yeah, none of it is the territory. Um, so there's your geography lesson, people. Um, <laughs> Canada has three territories now and uh, 10 provinces. Am I going to get that wrong? It's 10, That's right? That's right. I haven't been home in a few years. <laughs> That's my excuse. Well, I imagine um, you have to learn a lot of geography where you're at, too. I should probably know more. Everyone I've talked to in Australia, for some reason that's the one that doesn't lock into my mind like i have friends and they'll be like oh well i'm in melbourne which is in this part of australia and after the conversation i'm just like do 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 do, do. so in my head like australia is this giant island and i know there's like three or four main cities and stuff but i can never remember like which one is where and i have a bunch of friends from there and i'm like so tell me again where you are and in their head they're probably like dude you've asked me this like 10 times yeah it just won't stick I don't know why. Hmm. Well, and like but, being from Winnipeg, you probably have a lot of people who have no idea where that is too. So. Oh yeah, I've I've got to explain Winnipeg a bunch, and yeah. I mean, if if they do know, at least in Canada, then they're generally just like, "What? Why would you go there? It's just cold." And I'm like, yeah. "Have you ever lived there? Like, have you been there before?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, well, then go and try." That's, it. Of, that's like that makes me think of one of the hardest things lately is like we can't go hiking or like use the parks or anything mm -hmm. and like it's starting to be good camping weather and like it there's talks of that reopening soon yeah. and like social distancing is possible because we have a lot of space i was gonna say and you can see people coming like <laughs> yeah 20 minutes away you can be like all right yeah. it's the prairies <laughs> i'm just gonna go over here now and yeah. we're good i'll see you in 10 minutes yeah. all right we're fine yeah yeah so. is there um have there been any talks about the folk festival yet in terms of like yeah canceled really already well, yeah where is it? i mean i guess it's not that it's far off yeah so it's yeah. not too far away i mean yeah. in terms and i of think planning, it just takes so much planning to do it that yeah um, yeah i mean i know like well that was that was probably one of the big things for me when it first hit because obviously like and we both know like just the independent music scene i mean there's so many people that you spend your winter planning for getting yeah. out on the road and summer and all that stuff and yeah. then to have this kick in in like march or so you're like oh cool well i guess i'll release my new album online yeah and cancel my tour <laughs> and I, all i can think too it's all these like bigger musicians are now doing online things so the competition's even bigger like you could go see like Frank Turner once a week or some local musician and yeah yeah what are you gonna uh, I'm, it's gonna be I mean I because I've been over here I haven't really been able to go to much of anything because I mean I feel like there, there's probably a live music scene here but I haven't really connected with people who know about it um mm -hmm. I mean when I was in South Korea it took I just happened to discover like this like Korean rockabilly band, like with like the Elvis hairdos and the style and everything, they were freaking amazing. And I like purposely would go into Seoul to see them like probably at least four or five times before I left the country. Um, 
and they did like great shows they'd rent like halls and have like a few other bands in and like bands from japan or whatever in that similar vein and um i think they had oh god who was it this american band that had played like a pretty big hit or two of like that sort of rockability like mm-hmm. rock from like the 80s or something so i saw them like playing this i mean it was maybe like a 200 400 capacity like sort of uh space in soul um that'd be so fun yeah but so like i haven't i haven't gone to a lot of shows um because of where i am but i'm just i'm curious to see how long that's going to take before like the majority of people are like yeah that's cool go and just bump shoulders with like 300 people dark room like i can't wait yeah yeah, I mean, I, I know like, I used to do that like almost every day. And I mean, with school and work and everything, I haven't really gone to shows lately at all anyway. But yeah, as soon as something's not allowed, it's like I want it so bad. This is what I've joked with other people about. I'm like, you know, so many of us that started like complaining about this. I mean, I get there. It's kind of like that, right? When you're told no, suddenly you're very aware of like wanting to be able to do it. But I mean, so many of us have spent a lot of time at home anyway. Like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, I really want to see my friends and everything. But on the other side, thanks to Netflix and all that stuff, a lot of us were flaking off from seeing <laughs> yeah. friends anyway. And we were like, oh, no, I, oh, I, I just don't feel like it tonight. And then you're like binging Game of Thrones for six hours. Yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, my God, if I could go out, I'd see my friends every day, like all the time. Yeah. I'm like. I don't know. Um, But I mean, it is definitely like after a while, you're like, oh, shit. Like a good friend of mine had a baby in the middle of all this. So the baby's just over a month old now and I haven't met her. And it's just like, oh, like she was a roommate for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's weird things like that. It's like, oh, I want to protect that baby. I know I saw. I spoke to someone who was saying that like. Um, yeah, one of their family members had a kid, and so their mom was just like, ah, I want to go see the kid. But, yeah, I mean, my grandparents on my mom's side had, like, their 65th wedding anniversary, I think. And, like, Newfoundland isn't messing around anymore. Like, I think it took a while. But now, like, their numbers kind of spiked, and so I think now they're like, oh, shit. Um, So, like, my family is doing the social distancing thing so they basically just like drove down to my grandparents driveway and just kind of like waved to them and stuff and it's like when you hear about that stuff you're like oh shit yeah things are weird now (laughs) so strange um so how um how are you how are you handling it like what's your what's your thing daily to be like all right i gotta get up go do the stuff I think like it helps that I work in the morning so like I I get ready quite quickly so I like wake up at 7 20 and I'm at work for 7 45 so Damn. yeah so that helps me not have time to think about what I'm doing yep. but yeah it definitely comes in waves of like okay I like I like painting. I like doing yoga. I like running. And like I've started doing online therapy, like for myself, mm-hmm. and therapy, and that helps. But it's all like, 
or I could just lay here and feel the grief of it all kind of thing. So I mean, it's yeah, there's there's all of that, right? Like, there's so many things that um, well, actually, the the episode I posted super early this morning, well, my morning, because I ran into issues last night, um, was with my friend Sarah Louise in Edmonton. And we talked a bit about that, like um, how it, it should be okay. Like this whole, this is your time to hustle and like write a great novel and everything. It's like, no, fuck that. If you're feeling miserable, then it's cool. I mean, there's crazy stuff happening, like, or sorry, yeah. weird stuff happening. Just, you know, you're going to go through some stuff and that's yeah. fine. Um, when I think like it's activating a lot of people's like trauma responses and like if you've been through anything, then this mm-hmm. beat you sometimes. And I think most people have been through something. Uh, yeah. And but I mean, then like, and I talked with Sarah about this too. I am um, not that I went into like the mental health profession, but like my my degree was psychology, and that was kind of maybe mm-hmm. sort of where I wanted to go. I just I think about like in terms of counseling and everything, and I mean maybe with your job too, like there's no handbook for this like no you know and there's like so many sort of issues with mental health and everything that this can like trigger or just kind of like encourage or whatever and like as a therapist or someone going through it it's like you're working towards like oh the world isn't going to end like it's just your mind kind of feeding into these whatever And, and it's a weird mix of like some people it's the hardest thing ever and some people it's like yeah i've been ready for this this is what anxiety taught me to do and yeah yeah so have, yeah weird mix have of... you um have you seen melancholia with Maybe. um kirsten dunst okay yeah um, so I, I mean at least the way i took it was and spoiler alert um is this interesting? I think she suffered from like depression or a few other things. And through most of the movie, everyone's just like, just, you know, snap out of it. Come on, let's go for a jog or whatever. And she's like, oh, no. But then the twist is that the world's actually literally about to end. Yeah. This little asteroid. And she actually functions pretty well. Everyone else totally falls apart and is like, oh my God, what do we do? And she's like, well, this is how I feel like every day. And yeah. at least that's what I took away from it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's it's an interesting example to try and show people. And I'm kind of hopeful that, like, in terms of this, um, in terms of, like, the able community and everything, people will maybe be a little more aware of, like, because there yeah. are lots of people that, because of their immune systems and everything, like, they have to go through the world every day with these yeah. sorts of concerns, right? Yeah. Like, not even just in terms of say maybe like obsessive behaviors, but like in terms of their health. Humanly, yeah. Like they're like, threat, right? Yeah, mentally or physically. Yeah. And so I'm kinda hopeful that maybe some people will be like, Oh shit, like, you know, my cousin was always saying, like, you know, they wear gloves or whatever, they're always concerned about this and that. And I'm like, Yeah, now you maybe understand yeah. why that is and I don't know. I mean yeah, we'll we'll see, right? Yeah. Like, people do tend to forget quickly when they want to. Um, yeah. And I mean, at least like sort of these shifts to like online learning and stuff, hopefully, could bring yeah. about better access for people, maybe. 
when I think of like how many jobs that are able to do online now and like how much of my job even I didn't think I could do online yeah it's I don't like it as much like just having the workspace separation is huge Mm -hmm. and like having home I want to do other things when I'm at home not work yeah so have you have you like have you done working from home in any other positions or is this like Um, a new like my organization has outgrown our building so um some of my hours were already from home but I wasn't very good at that and so now it's like oh I gotta get better at just focusing because like doing reading about human trafficking alone in your apartment versus in a building filled with counselors is a different thing yeah Uh, yeah yeah. there's um a, a friend of mine i talked to actually in australia um she was dealing with i think her her job involved like i think it was more the financial help with people who had been in like i may be getting this wrong it was a while ago um like sort of domestic abuse situations and mm-hmm. sexual assault and all that so because she has to kind of like I don't know if she directly like approves the claims for mm-hmm. assistance or whatever, but she basically has to go through the cases and like Ooh. read all this stuff. Yeah. And she said, so I think they have like some counseling and everything set up, like kind of check-ins with everybody and everything. But I think she's finding too, there's definitely a difference between like being in her office environment around other people and being able to kind of step back and be like, all right, that was, that was a tough read. You know, yeah. that's, shoot the shit for a minute or something and now it's like she's at home and she only started like a month or two ago so i think that's also a little strange Um, yeah but yeah it was interesting because i mean a lot of the other people i talk with are just like well yeah i usually work from home so yeah that big deal and and i realized like yeah in terms of approaching actual work but versus like support and care which is so much of what's going on lately is just like, oh, how much connection matters and even touch and smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who who are you going to hug first when you can't? I mean, maybe if you've been seeing your partner and stuff, you're still able to, but who's next on the list? I think like my boss has been like, I think I didn't realize how many hugs like meetings ends with hugs. And now yeah. it's just really awkward. So it's probably actually going to be my boss. But uh. <laughs> uh, or my mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who on... you are going to hug? I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, where I am... Uh, I mean, I'm here with my partner, so that's fine. I've got... I don't want to sound like a total loner, but I've got, like, a handful of friends in Saigon and stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, it probably just depends on who I end up seeing first, because whoever I see first, we're probably both just going to be like, oh, my God, come here yeah like what oh wow cool (laughs) um but i mean i don't know how long that's gonna be like because like i said like yesterday going out to that restaurant i was like okay so this is like legal now but it still feels strange and like i mean you know my partner's son is here and so like i've been around him a bunch of times but now in my head, because I was self-isolating for so long, I'm like, I'm sharing food and stuff with all these other people. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, yeah. what, you know, who they've been around or anything like that. And it's like, so, you know, with it being just me, like, I have more control 
of the whole like exposure thing but like at some point we're all gonna have to or most of us are gonna have to try and shut that switch off and go back to no it's cool yeah like i think of eating vegan and when meat like fake meat tastes too real and like it's like this is delicious but it is wrong and like to eat it (laughs) this tastes wrong but i guess it's good (laughs) i um they're they're like they do amazing things here with like the the meat alternatives but i am a friend of mine she came to visit and we went to this like grocery store that just sells like all these different kinds of stuff um and so she just bought all these different things to try and there's some stuff like that i never thought oh i'd like to have a vegan version of that and she bought like eel like vegan eel and i never had eel in the beginning like when i was eating meat so and I never had an interest in having eel. So when I tried this, my brain was just so like confused because I was like, I mean, maybe this tastes like eel, but I never wanted to taste eel anyway. So I was yeah. grossed out by the fact that it was trying to be something that I didn't even want to eat. Yeah. It's like my brain was just like, no, it doesn't matter. This is just, you don't need an imitation of whatever this is supposed to be. Go yeah. back to the beef and the chicken and all that stuff. And yeah brains are weird i feel like it's gonna be like a mix of like being around people is gonna feel great but also icky and like i don't know probably overwhelming social anxiety fun yeah yeah i definitely talked with a few people about how like the mental health thing of this is gonna be like so long term yeah very much so um i would like it would be interesting to talk with people. I mean, I feel like part of why things have been going so well here is because, like, there are some pretty big tragedies here in Vietnam that were not that long ago. Like, yeah. it's still within, you know, the cultural memory and everything. And so for a lot of people, like, this idea of sort of a, a looming threat and, like, having to, you know, come together as a community and all that stuff is like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we did that before. Or, like, I mean, we haven't seen much panic buying here. Like, there's sort of a... Masks became, like, sort of a rare item in maybe February. Mm. But in terms of food, like, no. I've been able to go out to the street markets, like, every day and get pretty much... In fact, it's more so they've been, like, having to sell stuff for cheap. Because China was one of the main importers of a lot of Vietnamese products. And so, I guess, stuff like dragon fruit, like isn't a big deal here locally but it was a big export to china oh so so like when that got kind of cut off they were trying to come up with all these ways to use dragon fruit they were making like dragon fruit bread was a thing so it's kind of like a clash of like the the in thing on instagram now but here they were like putting the dragon fruit in bread and i guess it was okay to me it doesn't sound i mean dragon fruit doesn't taste like much but I was just like, I don't know if I want dragon fruit in my bread. Yeah. I, I never got to try it because yeah. I didn't want to go outside. <laughs> when I was surprised, like, we're sold out of tofu a lot now, which I get excited about. Like, it's a weird mix of, like, oh, but I wanted it. But, like, if that's what's sold out, I'm super happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people were buying vegetables, so, like, yay. <laughs> but, you yeah. Yeah. Well, it defeats, it defeats, I don't know if anyone's ever sent you, like, the picture, right, of, like, 
it's the end of the world and no one still no one wants the vegan food and it'll be like empty shelves around like the one section and i'll just be like haha cool thanks friend don't be that guy (laughs) i think the vegans are used to making food out of what we can get but oh yeah i'm just yeah but i'm wondering i mean i know i read an article that said here like in asia there has been i mean it's not like you know they're not not beating down the doors for whatever the the fake meat here but like apparently there has been a bit of a shift and people have been saying it's partially because of like the COVID-19 scare and stuff that people are picking up more plant-based stuff um I mean you know there's still a long way to go in terms of the general population but it's interesting I mean yeah it'll be interesting to see if if it changes anything back home Um, I mean because I feel like it was already like there has been a pretty decent little progression but I wonder if more people now are going to be like hmm Maybe our animal agriculture industry is messed up and I yeah. should be supporting it. Here's hoping. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hoping. Yeah. Um, so on that note, in terms of maybe a little hope, although it doesn't have to be, we can we can be cynical. No need yeah. for rainbows if you're not feeling it. Um, when when this is kind of like all over or like whatever, yeah. there's more freedom than what's going on yes. right now. Um what do you think you're gonna kind of keep in terms of like maybe new habits or sort of like views what i'm i'm really hoping to hold on to like the gratitude for social connection and like really take in when like even live shows and how much that matters and i hope like i think months and months of not going to them might be enough to be like oh yeah and like even chatting with friends and like let's go out for a drink when this is all done it's so exciting and to hold on to that and maybe cancel plans less and yeah i'm hoping that i can hold on to the gratitude for connection yeah yeah because i think it definitely i feel like in general it kind of got pretty weak and i'm saying this as someone who totally was at fault too like you're just yeah. like, oh, I've got things to do. And what things really means is just mess around on Facebook for like six yeah. hours. Or you need to lay here and do nothing for a while. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, we'll meet up later. And now there's that like, oh, shit. Yeah. For a while, there was no later or today or anything. It was just, we're not going to meet up. Um, yeah. I think I think that's a good one. So what about, um, you know, the, the world in general? What do you what do you hope? Um, might come out of it after this whole tragedy is yeah like I have so many like different minds going right now like the vegan mind is like to have just even that little bit more mindfulness of what we're eating and Mm -hmm. knowing what foods sell out and how good you feel when you eat vegetables versus blah 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 or how you Mm -hmm. spend money and like the therapist in me is that space for grief and understanding of when someone's going through a hard time and that connection and support that we can give each other and how important that is yeah yeah it's a lot lots lots of possibilities yeah there's hope <laughs> i think so i mean yeah i think I'm, I'm usually pretty cynical i do think lots of folks are going to go back to crappy things and there will be governments that maybe don't want to change some of the new rules and 
that quickly changed some of the other ones. Like I suspect student loan payment forgiveness is going to disappear yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> you know, when I'm I like, think of, like the healthcare system in Manitoba is was getting like defunded, defunded, and now and then it's like really accentuated how important it is. So I, I'm yep. at least the government won't get away with that as much, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, everyone's also going to be thinking about their paychecks yeah. in the next while. So if someone yeah. starts pitching, I'm going to, you know, well, what was it? The big one in Ontario was the buck of beer thing, I think was like one of the mm. silly. Did you hear about that? Was, no. it, was it Doug Ford is the guy now or is it Rob Ford? I, I mix the two of them up because they're kind of both not great. Yeah, and one's um, dead, right? Yeah, I think it was... I think Rob Ford was the mayor of Toronto who yeah. <laughs> became famous for terrible reasons. Um, and yeah. I think Doug is the one now who's the mayor of Ontario. Mayor. Um, premier of Ontario. Uh, who actually apparently hasn't been doing too bad during this whole crisis. Apparently he's been kind of stepping up a bit. I mean, he still slashed a million different things and, you know... Yeah is one of those politicians. But yeah, his one of his campaign slogans was like dollar beer. And that's what he was promising people. And then of course when he got in, he was like, oh wait, I can't really do that. No. But that yeah. was what got some support. The people were like, all right, I'll save money on beer. Let's put this guy in. And yeah. then he showed up and he was like, we don't need library funding or arts or whatever. We'll take yeah. the money from that. And anyway, so we'll see. It, yeah. you know. There, there could be good things. And I mean, at least definitely within your own community, you can be like, you know what? I missed yeah. you. <laughs> we are hugging more. If that's yeah. cool, if it's yeah. cool with you, I would like to do that more <laughs> often than not. I love um, consenting hugs. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, great. Thank you so much for um, giving me a window into Winnipeg. I know I had talked to one other friend, but is good to get sort of an updated version and sad to find out about Boomberger because that friend did not tell me. And oh. I will be talking to that friend later <laughs> about that. Um, it's funny because I think Boomberger kind of faded out of like the excitement in Winnipeg. So it's weird to see you so disappointed because everyone was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I mean, it's been, what, like six to eight years or something. So in my mind, like, you know, I was there when Mondragon closed, and that sucked because they were like the first vegan restaurant I think I ever set foot in. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and like Boone, I don't remember the last time I ate there, but it was a while ago. And mm -hmm. I like I can't think of many other like all vegan spots that were there in Winnipeg. Like there were definitely mm -hmm. a lot of options. Yeah. Um, but you know, they were like okay, we have, like, a separate vegan menu or, like, there's these things that were great. Yeah. But in terms of the all-vegan restaurants, like, Boone was one of the only ones I could remember. So in my head, like, Winnipeg is still, it's yeah. that little, it's the same as with Halifax. Like, whenever the last time I left, I've gone back a couple times and been like, oh, shit, Halifax, you're, you're growing with your vegan options. But in my head, there's still, mm -hmm. like, a few key spots. And outside of that, it's a struggle. Whereas now they've got, like, I think two or three vegan restaurants, like all vegan um, and a whole bunch of other options. And I'm just like, no, if I move back there, fine, I'll update my yeah my memory That's thing. But thing. yeah, OK, so I got to scrub Boone, put Boone in the Mondragon category of yeah. sad, but, you know, 
Okay, well, I will have to update my list at some point by, you know, visiting Winnipeg. Mm. And you can you can show me the new places. That sounds like a plan. Awesome, and I'll have to meet Edward Scissorpaws since I've yeah. followed the Instagram account for a while now. And oh. Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. Well, thank you so much, and we will we will cross paths again somewhere down sure. the line. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> right, see ya.